0: There he is. What's up, Skip? How are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. I see we both have decided that uh, COVID-19 requires some beard work. <laughs> oh and, uh, yeah. And you appear yeah, to be down. ahead of me.
1: Well, I mean, I, I had a beard prior to COVID-19, so it's just uh, just uh, helping it along, I guess. A little bit of a head start. Yeah. Huh. Yours looks I'm good here.
0: though. Mine looks awfully salty. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's not not a bad thing. Uh, Not like back in the days when we first met, it was a little more, uh, mm. a, little, a little darker. But that was what, uh, eight years ago, nine years ago now. Uh, I think it's eight, like just under. Yeah. So wow. Hootie and I were, Hootie and I were joking that we've been through high school and college together, <laughs> and <laughs> pretty to, much, uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks Appreciate for having it. me. Um, I know I sent you a text about this, but the heads heads up on the cocktail hour is, <laughs> it's an Americano. Okay, which is I figured. Campari, vodka, and soda, equal parts. Okay. So, okay. cleaned up Negroni, that kind of thing. Okay, there you go. Um, in your honor, but, and that was an early day thing. We went out <laughs> to Oakland, um, doing like a demo with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, and I just stumbled into this place um just trying to find some food and that was a special I had no okay. idea became a favorite so okay. how's life with COVID-19
1: it's going man just um adjusting to you know being at home working from home um I was actually just talking to some of our staff earlier um can't believe I mean it's been this is week four week five now you know it doesn't seem like it when you turn around it's like man um been home for a month so but uh but overall it's going
0: so how are you guys kind of just jumping right into it? Cause it seems like it's a hot topic everywhere. Like yeah. how have you guys decided to sort of deal with the fact that everybody's remote like that right now?
1: Yeah. So, um, basically as a staff, um, we decided to, you know, we came up with some general uh, guidelines that we want each of the staff members to follow. So as an department where we're uniform, um, but, also giving each individual strength coach the freedom to do what they feel is best. Cause they're going to know what's best for their particular program. Right. So, you know, you got some programs that are, you know, um, just finishing up some programs that were getting, getting started, you know, and so like, like a baseball program, for example, or a rowing program who now their their next season is now a year from now versus, you know, basketball, we just finished right. up or, or, um, you know, a fall sport, who's getting ready to start gearing up. So rather than try to make everyone do the same thing, we really just let each individual strength coach kind of, you know, um, decide what's going to be best based on, you know, their coaching staff and what they got going on. Now we do have certain guidelines that we want to follow, like in, in, in terms of how many times a week we want to check in with the athletes, how many times a week we want to check in with each other, how many times a week we want to check in with the coaching staff. So those types of things, um, but, yeah, really just letting uh, – so we've got kind of everything across the board from, you know, your standard old-school PDF um, files to, you know, a, a good majority of our teams are using Elite Form to get their programs um, to, um, you know, putting videos up, uh, you know, everything across the board, really. So it's actually been a good opportunity for us to learn from each other too.
0: So is what have you done – this is gonna sound so formal, but uh for those who don't know, you handle women's basketball, right? Yep. Yep. Um and like what have you done specific to their situation? Um given all this nonsense.
1: Yeah, so you know, we were um obviously on the back end of our season uh when this all hit. Uh I think it was uh, March twelfth and, and we were you know planning on uh going to a postseason. Um so we're, we're at the, you know, our season just ended. Right. So, um, honestly my general philosophy, you know, regardless of, you know, COVID or, 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 you know, the situation we're in now, my general philosophy after the season is to give them some time off, let them recover mentally, let them recover physically. Um, you know, cause we've been going since, you know, the third week of September, pretty, pretty heavy. So, um, from that standpoint, I, it wasn't a huge concern for me right away in terms of like what they were doing from a training standpoint, because I normally would give them two weeks off minimum completely, you know, literally to the point where I say, and I tell them, I was like, this is the only time you're going to hear me say, say this all year, but, you know, if you don't want to work out, don't work out, you know, be a, be a normal college. How dare you? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, be a normal experience, what, what it feels like to be a normal college student, right? You know, um, And so I tell, you know, if they they want to work out by, by all means, go ahead, but don't, I don't, I don't want it to be structured. I want it to be more for the purely for the enjoyment of it versus I'm doing this because I have to do this. So, um, so that's my, my, my just thought initially in terms of when our season ends. Uh, So I, you know, I took the same approach and and obviously there's a a much more um, emotional stress involved with this particular year in terms of, you know, wanting to make the tournament and, and knowing we were in the tournament and then obviously the season just abruptly ending like it did. Um, so with that, I was okay with them taking even more time off if they need. And I also want them to make sure that they're healed too. Because the last thing I want is them coming into the summer, um, you know, was still having nagging injuries that never were properly rehabbed from the season because they jumped back into it too fast. So I really focus on rehab and rest and recovery post-season. Now, with that, um, you know, obviously, we have to start getting to a point where we have to start doing something. Sure. So specifically for women's basketball, um, you know, and, and so for them, you know, we opened our new facility um, this, past, this past September. Uh, basketball, both men's and women's basketball, wrestling and women's gymnastics. And so um, luckily for, you know, for those particular programs, they were already using Elite Form and were familiar with it. And so we, we, we kind of had a, a, almost like a, a test run uh, over the winter break um, in terms of, you know, this is going to be the new way that we're going to deliver programs anytime you're off campus now that we have this system. So, they, so my girls were already familiar with it, which was, which was good. Um, so they already had their login inf- information, et cetera. So that, in terms of um, them learning that, like that was pretty easy. But, uh, you mean in terms, of, terms we, of
0: like, like remote strength cards, like just sending them stuff out? Yeah, now? so
1: like, okay. obviously, like in in the past, you know, before we had Elite Form, you know, we didn't have the, we didn't have anything online. So it was me literally putting something up on a website or on, on a, on their, through their TeamWorks calendar where they could, they could download it as a PDF and then they pull gotcha. their program up there. So, so just the whole, you know, you have a, you have a username, you have a password that, that was, a, that was all new in over winter break. And then, but they had had that experience already. So it was pretty easy from transition from that standpoint. Uh, What we've done specifically with women's basketball is, um, so basically I started with, um, you know, giving them something, giving them an option to do something every day of the week, um, alternating between strength and mobility. So one day is a strength day, next day is a mobility day. And and the way I, I presented to them was, hey, there's a workout up seven days a week. I don't expect you to work out seven days a week. No, I'd, I'd like you to get somewhere between three and six. Uh, it's up to you. You should, you should get at least three days in. Um, but also with the NCAA, like, we can't mandate it as well. Right. So that's right. the other piece to it. Like, we can't, we can't, I can't check in to see if they're doing it or, or, or punish them for not doing it. Right. So, um, so, yeah, so we started with that. So it, everything was very, very general. Everyone was doing the same thing. Um, in the meantime, while we did that, I got this idea from Mike DeMarco, our, our wrestling strength coach, um, put, I put together like a, uh, a questionnaire via Google, uh, forms or Google documents and, and sent that out to the team and basically had them fill out what equipment they had access to. Right. So I had different categories, you know, cardio recovery, strength training, et cetera, accessories. So I got an idea for what kids had access to and what kids I knew didn't have anything at home. Right. So, you know had a couple kids actually have full weight sets at home, you know, so, um, so I'm going to use that more in the coming weeks to start to then individualize their programs a little bit more. Um, other things that we did was we, we sent out, um, actually had one of our professional interns, um, film the workouts, almost like a, a follow along. Um, so that way, if they had any questions, they could, um, they could look, they could see it. And that so cool. what he did was he filmed them. So I sent them what I wanted him to film. He filmed it. He sent it back to me. And then I um, like overlaid my coaching cues as if I was coaching him through those lifts. And so it was almost like when you watch it, it's like I'm coaching him through the workout, but it's in real time. So he's doing it as if he was going through the whole workout.
0: So Is it's that like part a, of the oh, sorry go ahead.
1: So so it's really like a follow along so then he he sent it back to me and I I was able to um make that available to the team so that way they can pause it if they need to you know rewind it if they want to you know relisten to the cue and then they also that way they're getting the same cues that I normally would that they would normally hear from me so it's almost like I'm taking them through the workout I'm just not actually there and but they're getting that that visual piece to it as well. Uh, and then the, the last thing we did was we actually uh, got got permission from our our women's basketball staff to um, purchase some equipment and actually send it out to uh, to our kids at home. Um, so we didn't sorry, we didn't get a whole lot of stuff. Sorry about my dog, <laughs> now it's all good. You'll probably hear you know Day- hear one not over happy here with too. The
0: people walking by, so.
1: so um but yeah, so we actually purchased some equipment and uh, actually sent it directly to the kids at home as well. And actually we're actually getting ready to send some more stuff out um next week. Um just just um with
0: what the realization. You out?
1: It was basic stuff. So like um uh we sent out like a reco- a quote unquote recovery warm-up pack. So it was like a foam roller, um a really light uh elastic band for like some shoulder prehabs. Um, type stuff some of the mini bands like perform better mini bands to go around their knees and their ankles i think they got six of those they got a heavier like training band uh slash stretch band uh, we also sent them we're sending them a jump rope and some of like the sliders um so that way they they can um that way i know everyone has at least xyz and i can you know um <laughs> better you know feel more confident prescribing them stuff that i know that they're going to have the ability to do
0: yeah like a base level of items yeah exactly
1: yeah so um because my, my and also i wanted to make sure that it's something they can do like in their living room because I, I like i've been encouraging them to stay inside as much as possible so you know, i'm not i haven't told them you know directly don't go outside but i've told them everything i'm giving you can be done inside you don't need to go outside because i want to you know, I know different parts of the world, obviously, or different parts of the country, or the world, I guess, are are hit by hit, you know, by this virus in varying various ways. And you know, here in Jersey, we're we're one of the worst. Um, so if they if they feel comfortable going outside, that's fine.
0: But I also don't want to pressure them to to have to go outside. Makes sense. I mean, after you're cooped up for X amount of time, like I know it would have been hard for me not to go down to the park and one of them.
1: And, I, and talking with them, some of them said they like they'll go out for like some of them said they'll go out for a run, um, you know, a couple times a week and just just to get out the house. So, um, so yeah, I've, I've you know I meet with them. I check in with them once a week. So every Friday we have a video chat just to kind of catch up, see if anybody has any questions. Um, we've done like a different uh, different topic. You know, I've, I've taken so like in the when when normally when they're on campus every week once a week, I'll I'll give them like a lesson. You know so I've kind of continued with that just obviously doing that virtually now so we've been doing that the last couple of weeks and uh and uh, yeah gone from there so
0: what would be an example of like a, a lesson you would give
1: so like uh, this past week for example so the first week what I did was I asked them I said I want I want you guys to tell me like what are you struggling with at home right now like you guys tell me like what is it that you you know because you know from their perspective as an athlete, they go from literally having their entire day planned out pre-planned for them um, where they're literally just being told where to go and what to do to nothing right and so I think sometimes we may take it for granted that you know some of these you know skills they've they don't have because they haven't done them before they haven't they haven't had to do it they haven't had to 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 plan out their day when they don't when there's nothing to do. So um, it's got some feedback from them and then and, and based it around that. So like, for example, our last week, I took them through how to, okay, how to create a routine, right? When you have no routine, right? So I kind of walked them through my process in terms of, you know, even though I'm home, right, I still schedule out parts of my day for, for work and parts of my day for, you know, for free time. Uh, and I said for them, you know, obviously like you you're not working, but like my work would be your academics or it could be basketball, you know? Yeah, so, so you don't,
0: you don't just mean like routine in terms of a workout routine. You're just talking. No, about I mean like you're dead. like your day. Getting up in the morning. And- yeah.
1: What ends up happening? Cause, and a lot of them were, were doing this and I don't, you know, again, I don't blame them. They, they were like, yeah, like I, I'll sleep. I'll wake up at 12, one o'clock, you know? So they haven't eaten anything, right? It's one o'clock. And then, you know, they'll, they'll wake up in the morning, and go to class and go back to sleep. And then they can't go to sleep at night. And then it's just this cycle of like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. So, I was like, that way you don't you don't turn around and look up look back at your dad and and are like, you know, what did I do? Uh, I've been really big with them on, you know, yeah, you're home, but take this opportunity to to learn some new life skills, right? Learn how to cook, you know, learn learn some of these things that are going to be helpful for you, um, you know, once this is all over. So. So, yeah, so we talked, we did, we did a cooking demo. Uh, we did, uh, like I said, we did creating your own routine. Like where I was literally showing, I was like, look, like I, I still get up at six, six o'clock in the morning. Now I don't expect them to, but I was even saying, you know, Sean, how I, I schedule out my TV time, you know, and I'll schedule out my reading time and I'll schedule out my work time and Sean how I break up my day. And um, just to give them some ideas as to, you know, some, some ways that they can have, add some, some of that structure
0: back into their life. I'm going to back you up a half step. Yeah. What's a, what happened? What did you do for a cooking demo? So actually, we just posted it on uh,
1: uh, I think yesterday. So uh, I did—I did, um, I did uh, like a step-by-step step guide.
0: You sent me some pictures. I know you. <laughs>
1: <cool. laughs> right I, I, No, I—I I, I hook it up in the kitchen. Now you know I like to—that uh, <laughs> you know I always tell people I went to—to to, I went to grad school for a strength of conditioning, but I, in reality, I learned how to cook. You know because it was all about how to survive you know so um but yeah actually um mike demarco who, who does our social media um we, we've as a staff we all kind of send them some content so uh, i just um like i cooked a me i cooked ste- it was steak and uh, vegetables and rice and um i took like pictures throughout the process and then i recorded like voice memos of me like describing what i was doing in those pictures Send all those to the, all those to Mike, Mike edited it, put it all to one. It's like a seven minute video. And I think he actually posted it yesterday. So, but I was like, that was what I did with an you know, example of what I did with the team. Um, but with them, what we did, what we talked about I actually had our, our nutritionist come on the call, but we talked about, you know, um, who has an oven, who has a stove, who has, you know, who doesn't have anything to cook with. And then we we're able to give them ideas on, okay, well, if all you have is an oven, this is how you're going to cook X, Y, Z if all you have is a stove, this is how you cook X, Y, Z. So like that type of thing. And we, we broke it down, um, you know, proteins, fats, carbs, et cetera. So, um, yeah, just trying to give them some, some ideas. And actually it's, it's, it's interesting too, because like one of our girls, actually two of our girls have been texting me now multiple times throughout the week with stuff they've been cooking. So I, I know well, that's that cool. that's at least the start, right? So, Oh, for um, sure. So, yeah.
0: So has anybody impressed you with some like recipe they've banged out or you're now they need to the fact maybe can make that for me.
1: The the fact that they uh, actually were able to cook something edible is impressive. <laughs>
0: impressive <laughs> we're starting with the basics, right? With, Fundamentals.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and then took the time to take a picture and then send it to me. Like that's, that's, that's uh that's a home run right there. That's so. a win right there. <laughs> yeah. That makes
0: sense.
1: Um, but it would be going back and forth. I've been sending them some stuff and, and whatnot just to give them some ideas as well. So it's been good. Nice. It's been good um, to kind of know, not, you know, communicate with them in a little bit of a different role too, you know, as opposed to just always being in the weight room and seeing them only in the weight room or a practice. Um, and we have a nutritionist who's great, but just having, you know, these, like I said, more like life, life skills or life lesson type, type things. Um, we even talked about like, we even talked about like how to improve your credit score one time, you know? So just, all these things that they have no idea of um, that they're going to be thrust into at some point. Um, we we've gone over all all of that, so yeah. And a lot a lot of times I let them like I ask them, "What do you guys want to know? What do you want to learn?" I let them tell me, and then I'll
0: put together a little pre- mini presentation on it and go from there. So that's cool. They really drive a lot of it. Nice. Well, and there's there's always the fact that that bond is going to come back. And translate into what you're doing in the weight room anyway, or what you're exactly. doing with the team. So yep. um, that just makes tons of sense. Yep. Um, question back to um, the videos you were talking about putting together. Yep. Um, I know we ch- chatted earlier in week in the week. Is that part of that then library of resources you're putting together in terms of?
1: Yeah. So like, yeah, I I've done you know, some specifically for women's basketball, which are more, like I said, more like follow along videos. So they're a little bit longer, but all of our staff um, for most of our staff has, has done um, like we did something similar for women's soccer this past, um, this past year will be, we, we uploaded everything to a YouTube page. So that way if they had a question um, they could go to that page and look at and see a video of, um, of a, of a particular exercise. So what we want to do is create, a, a, an online, like a, a one-stop shop where every athlete that we work with can go to this one source um,
0: and, and get whatever they need. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, So then, and um, I'm sure you've thought about this a fair amount as we start to ramp back up, like in some ways you just kind of have this extended off season, but mm-hmm. like, has that already changed though? How you're thinking about getting back into training once, once yeah. you can?
1: Yeah, for sure. And and it's it's evolving daily. I mean, um, had a conversation with our I mean, with our coaching staff every every Wednesday, and this past Wednesday, um, as of right now, they um, don't think that we our kids will be back on campus until August 14th at the absolute earliest. So that, you know, that takes away all of June and July, which is really our main heavy training sessions with me are um, during the summer. So uh, as, I, as I said, I wasn't as concerned about the immediate postseason. Uh, as we get into the summer, I become more concerned. Uh, and I also and we're also waiting to see what the, you know, what the NCAA is going to allow and not allow because that's the other, there's a lot of unknowns. That's the hard thing.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of question marks.
1: Yeah. You know, so like right now, like we can't do a virtual workout where I can, where I, I can't log on like we're doing right now and watch them work out like That's a, that would be a violation. Now I would, I would anticipate that changing over the summer, but we don't know um, if it's going to change or what it's going to change to, or if it's going to be limited by time or how many workouts you can do that type of stuff. So that really is going to, Um, determine a lot in terms of what we can do because obviously we want to maximize the time that we're given. Um, So that's, that's, that's an unknown. Um, There's still an unknown of, you know, when we actually can come back. I mean, that's just a, a a date right now, but it could move up or back um, either way. So yeah, uh, that's why we, we, uh, when when I had a conversation with the coaches this week and when that came to light, that's why I was like, okay, we need to maybe send our kids a couple more things if we can. Um, just because you know, initially I wanted to send them some stuff just to get them t- through to the summer. But now knowing right. that they're most likely not going to be on campus at all this summer, let's see if we can get them. Like, like I said, we, we we sent them a jump rope and um, some of those sliders to to be able just to, to expand what I can give them, and then hope. Now the other piece to that is I'll be able to as we get into the summer. I'd like to think I'll be more comfortable having them go outside and do some stuff. Um, sure. so That's also been a limitation now, but um, but yeah, it's really, like I said, it's really evolving. That's it's like I can, it's like you got to have U, C, D, E, all the way down to Z, because you don't really know what what's gonna happen, you know, and and how much time you're gonna get, and, and so yeah, I mean, so to answer your question, I've thought about it, but I, I don't, I haven't. It's, it's it's in that phase where I can go a number of different directions depending depending sure. depending on what happens, you know, so.
0: Well, yeah, but it does concern no, me for sure. Yeah, the, because there's no date. Like you can't, I don't know how one could fundamentally plan mm-hmm. really anything. Like you can, you can almost think about how you're going to go about that process. Yep. But exactly. Yeah. Until, until someone can put a stake in the ground. Because one of the, one of the other challenges I think that's going to be really, in, you know, I'm not smart enough to figure it out, but as, as far as a solution is so, you know, with you guys in the Big Ten, Right mm-hmm. and Jersey being hit really hard. Right, a lot of the schools that you'd be competing against. Right, so take yeah. Nebraska here in Lincoln. Right, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Relatively speaking, no disrespect to anybody that's experienced some challenges. Like we just haven't had it as hard. Yeah. So no, for sure we could it's open up. That. I shouldn't say we, but geographically. Yeah. Nebraska could open up. I mean, we don't even have a shelter in place, so. So even, we even could that open right up there, earlier. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So technically people can get together like, you know, 5v5, whatever, and just at least play um, where that's not an, so that's an advantage. So how yeah, you no, start to is, yeah. even that yeah. out, I have no idea. It seems worth pointing out. I don't have a solution.
1: Yeah. It's no, I, I sports, think, you know, so. yeah. And that's the thing. And so on one end, it's like, okay, well, everyone's kind of dealing with the same thing um my my i guess biggest concern is going to be when we do finally get the team back uh and even even if um they are able to work out on their own they're still they're not going to work out the same intensity that they would with me standing and standing you know right next to them and and telling them what to do and instructing them so um you know when they come when they do finally come back like that that to me is a more concern of, of how how do we approach that that's that's kind of what's next on our, as a staff, as a department, um, coming up with, um, we actually, you know, came up with a draft already of what that might look like. Um, just because, you know, it's got, it, it can't be what is always, it can't be what has been in the past. You know, it can't be like they show up in September and then three weeks later we start practice, you know, like, um, without, you know, you know, uh, having that eight week prep period of, primarily where they do strength and conditioning primarily. Um, I'm, I'm really concerned about not just us. I mean, everybody across the board, you know, injuries going skyrocketing. Um, so that, that's a big concern. So it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out and what the NCAA's thoughts are on that as well, as we, as we move forward and what the big 10 conference with the conferences thoughts are, you know, oh, No question. So, no Cause you no also question. know, uh, you know, coaches are going to want to, make up for lost time you know and oh, um, like that's just as yeah as as that, the that's, just a, that's just that's just the nature i mean both i mean but that's just the nature of you know uh of of coaching is you know our, our kids are and, and you know i can tell you our coach in particular i mean she's she's go 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 so this is all, sure. this right now just having a hold back is like you know we're we're we're, we're behind as it is <laughs> normally so you know we're going to be way behind now and so that's Another piece to, to factor in is, you know, um, keeping everybody calm, and, and I think really, really the, the as a strength coach, the the relationship you've been able to hopefully create with your your coaching staff is going to be really key as you, as we come back from this, you know, and and having a, a being able to have honest honest and um, you know honest dialogue about hey. You know, I know we normally go hard, you know, we go hard this, these last two weeks of September, but maybe we need to push that back. You know, maybe we need to, you know, they're not, maybe maybe, just understand they're not going to be in the best shape, you know, assuming the season starts on time, like, like it normally would, you know, maybe we have to adjust what we do. So um, yeah, it'll be, it's going to be interesting as we navigate this. It really will be.
0: Well, and and in in particular, if you don't navigate it well, you just can end up shooting yourself in the foot because, like, mm-hmm. I mean, as we've discussed a million times, like, there's all sorts of science to point out the fact that if you push too hard and build too much too quickly, your risk just goes way up. Well, you know, I, you know what I'm going to actually use.
1: I'm going to use the whole flatten the curve analogy with our coaching staff. You know, because um, everyone's nice. seen that, and that's the same thing yeah. with training, right? It's it's, you know, what's the whole purpose of what's the, what's the purpose of flattening, trying to flatten the curve, right? It's, you're, you're not necessarily, you're actually in doing that. You're actually extending the amount of time that we deal with the virus, right? So training is no different, right? You, 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 you're, you're extending the amount of time that's needed for, for, for the training period. But in doing that, you know, you're not going to overwhelm the healthcare system. Same thing. You're not going to overwhelm your body. You push too fast, too soon. You're going to do the same thing. You know, so that's actually I've been I've been actually working on that. That's going to be how I'm going to present our return to play to our coaching staff, because I know that it's going to be fresh in everybody's mind. Everyone's seen that. and I think that that'll be something that they will be able to to resonate with.
0: So. um, So, yeah, we'll see. We go into sort of that return to play mode. Um, Are you going to use any and this doesn't have to be an elite form comment, but any like historical data that you already have to sort of point out to coaches how you plan on building back up or is that a part of your communication? um, Yes and no.
1: Um, I I do believe that at least with my particular coaches, I'm I'm, I'm at a point where they, like, if I tell them like, that this is what we need to do, like they, they know you got it. they, They may not agree with it or want to do it. Or even though they may say like, you know what, like, you're right, but we're not doing that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but I, I think that they—they they, like I'm—I'm I'm past the having to convince them that you know what I'm what I'm proposing is is the best, you know, scenario. Um, gotcha. So I do have that going for me, but yeah, I mean, I definitely want to bring up, you know, the whole you know the NFL when they went on strike a couple of years ago, um, and those are professional athletes who are supposed to be working out on their own. Um, you know, that year there was a a rash of injuries. I mean, injuries shot up, went through the roof that particular year. And it was, again, like they weren't, they weren't physically prepared and those are professional athletes. Right. So, right. uh, and it's the same thing. It's not saying that they weren't working out, but they're not going to work out to the same degree and to the same intensity as if they would have their trainer working there with them. So our kids are going to be the same way, you know, so I definitely will point to that. Um, Obviously, you know there, there's there's a the NCAA put some return to play guidelines uh, out last summer, um, and so I, I definitely think those would be something to lean on as well uh, for everybody in terms of what they had recommended and and uh, after a they were more for after a extended you know layoff or you know extended period of of not training. So um, those would be things. Those would be like in terms of documentation. Those would be things that I'll I'll, I'll look at. But it's really I think, you know, I know our, our girls very well. Um, Aside now we do have five new, new players coming in too, that I don't know very well, but in terms of our returners, I know, I know where they should be and what, and and what it looks like when they are in shape. And so I I think I'll be able to, you know, at least with them be able to dial back or dial, no one to dial back or dial up based on what I see from them. If that makes sense. Um, whether the newcomers, it'll be a little bit more challenging, especially, you know, like that's my, my you know, uh, I'm really, I'm really concerned about our newcomers missing the summer. Cause that's really when we lay the foundation, when I lay the foundation with them for really everything that we're going to do, you know, so that'll be a new challenge as well is how do I, uh, cause with them, you don't know what they where they're coming from, you know, in terms sure. of the training background. Right. Um, and we still may add, you know, I know the NCAA is going to vote on this, excuse me this whole transfer not having to sit out after you transfer type thing and if that passes we may add some transfers at the last minute too so um yeah there's like i said there's there's a lot of unknowns right now in terms
0: of right um so are you what, having what's gonna be? What, uh, more conversations with your your new incoming athletes just to try to get some semblance of a sense of, of so for sort of what their yeah, training not... age for lack of a better term is
1: yeah. So not, not um, really. I have, we, we reached out to all of them um, before all of this happened back in like January, February, Like uh, all of our support staff reached out to them. So, you know, myself, academic advising, athletic training, um, just to touch base with them. And our, our coaches are big on that too. Of um, You know, they're like, you know, kids these days, you know, they get recruited and then it's like they, they get forgotten about, you know, until they show up. So they, they're, They wanted to make a point for all of us to to touch base with them um, just to one, have their contact information and make sure they had our contact information. And then two, um, if there's things that we need to get a jump start on, like there's medical forms they got to fill out and and stuff like that, that, hey, let's let's get them started on that. Now, at least put put it in their mind now that, hey, you know, you're going to need to do X, Y, Z. We're telling you now. So we're not bombarding you with everything. In June, <coughs> excuse me. So um, I have had some conversations with them, but since this all hit, I have not. You know, the plan oh, is, really? I think, the plan is, I, I believe, right now. And part of that was because I didn't know NCAA wise, so they shut things down for a while, and then they opened things back up. So we didn't really. There's a lot of unknowns here. So
0: sure, um, back to back to the whole moving target of all.
1: Exactly. Things. Yeah. So the the plan is. Um, they're going to be sent the same equipment as well. Um, Cause normally, right. Like normally I, I can't train them until they get on campus and have a physical. Well, oh, that's not going to happen. True. Right. You know, so, right, right. Um, so yeah, so they're, they're um, and I normally keep them separate from the team. Like they'll lift separately um, twice a week. And then with it the, as a team three, three days a week. Um, so obviously I won't have that. So I, I have to figure out how I'm going to, how I'm going to handle them uh as well. So um be it that that's next that'll be in the next coming weeks is, is uh reaching out to them and, and, and seeing where they're at and, and uh I know right now they're they're still working through the academic side of it. because um, I don't I don't know if it's been statewide or, 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 or not, but I know like some I think some states have said I don't know if it's nationally or not, but I know some places have said you don't you don't have to take the SAT this year and others may not have said that. Um, so I know like we had some kids that just took a placement test and so they're working through what the classes are going to look like in the summer and all that type of stuff. So I want to get their academics taken care of first. And then once they have that set in and then they're squared away with that, and then we can start adding in again, this next layer of, okay, shooting conditioning, what do you have, you know, and I'll probably do the same thing. I'll probably send them that same questionnaire that I sent the rest of the returners and, and see what they have available to them. And then go from there. They'll, I'll have to check in with them obviously more, more frequently than I will the returners. Um, but again, like I said, just kind of waiting to see what, what that what's going to, what's that, what that's going to look like from the NCAA in terms of how much contact we can have. So, right.
0: well, yeah, I mean, it's back to, it's hard to structure a plan when you don't know what the rules yep. are. Yep. Know? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Are you giving thought to, um, I think I'm hung up a little bit on on sort of your newcomer. So I'll ask this one question and get Mm -hmm. off that subject. But is there a sense of sort of an assessment that you're thinking about sending out just to get some basic sense of of where they're at? Or is that even doable? And
1: that's the thing. Like it's normally I would assess them as soon as they come in, but um, it's going to be like what I, I probably will do some type of assessment, but what it will probably be will be more, like have them record themselves and send it to me so I can look at it and then provide feedback. Um, but yeah, even with that, I, I'll have to get creative in terms of how I'm going to, like, I haven't even gotten down that road in terms of what they're going to do yet. Um, because then the other piece to so it is what, you know, what equipment do they have? Right. And not have, right. Oh, so exactly. yeah,
0: exactly. You know, so. so
1: it's like, like you said, like I have, like I have literally like plan a through Z like in my head and based on as more information becomes available, Um, then we can say, okay, well, we're going to go this route or that route. So, um, ideally I I typically do would do some type of, of a a number of assessments, you know, when they first come in, um, some of them obviously we won't be able to do, but, um, but I'll, I'll, and others I'll I'll see if I can find a way to adapt them or where they can do them on themselves. And then at least, um, self-report that data or, or like I said, video themselves doing something or, and, and let me take a look at it.
0: Yeah, because one of the things, like when you were when you were walking through that, that popped into my my mind was, um, I don't know if you remember this, but when you were at, at New Mexico, mm-hmm. and I came down, you guys were just working a simple ladder, and you and I were discussing basically mm-hmm. how well people move, that, yeah. move, right? Yeah. Um, but I suppose you could tape tape squares on the floor. I mean, you know, I'm just thinking, how would you yeah, even begin yeah, to do yeah, something yeah. as simple as that? Um, cause it's yeah. not like those kids are going to unravel a speed ladder most of the time.
1: Yeah. And, and what I would probably do, I probably wouldn't even do, like, I, I probably wouldn't even do something like that with them. I'd probably try to give them some type of baseline conditioning assessment. So even if that's, Hey, you know, if you have a, most, most kids now have a, some type of tracking system on their phone or, or their watch or a Fitbit where they can track their distance. And it may, it may even just be, hey, I want you to, you know, run five minutes. You know, the old, the old school. You know, five minute run and, and go back and show me how far you around. ran. You know what I mean? Like that may be what yeah. we have to, what I have to go to just to get the gray. Some hair idea. That you're totally appreciate <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, man. So just to get some idea of what you know where they're at. Um, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, for the movement stuff, I, I probably just have them. You know, hey, let me see. You know, video self yourself, yourself doing a couple squats doing a couple pushups, you know, bodyweight squats, some pushups, just that'll at least start to give me an idea of, you know, Hey, like this girl can't do a pushup or this girl, she can bang out. She she can bang out 10 pushups, you know, and they look pretty good versus, Hey, she struggled with one, you know? Uh, And then what's this, what's your squat look like? Um, that'll, that'll at least give me some ideas of, okay, these are some things that, you know, um, I think you probably need to work on more specifically. Um, so, yeah, but, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I don't know what it's going to be right now. It's just um, coming up with it as, as like I said,
0: as more information becomes available. So Sure, sure. So, segueing a little bit, like, what are you doing with some of this time just for you? Like, like yeah, coaching-wise? Um, I've always wanted to figure out how to cook to bake Alaskan, and I'm going for it. Like, what? <laughs> what do you have going on?
1: Yeah, uh, we're well, definitely catching up on sleep <laughs> for sure. You know, um,
0: but so, still you know, getting up at six.
1: six. Well, that's, uh, that's, I normally get, used to get up at four, you know, so, well, there you go. um, so I, uh, I live, you know, it's about an hour commute from, to work each day, each, each direction. So I, I typically, and it, dep- it will depend on time of day, obviously it, it can be as, as short as 35 minutes or I've, it's taking me over two hours. 2 hours at times to get home as well so on average i say about an hour so on average i spend i typically spend about 2 hours a day in the car so just waking up from eliminating that i can now still sleep this uh, i can get two more hours of sleep i can wake up at 6 and it's still early right um so it's just unwilling eliminate...
0: early but it's early
1: yeah so. no exactly yeah so um just eliminating that has has been good honestly so what I've done is, you know, and I said in my mind, I was like, you know, and I've always I've, I've had kind of like a daily routine now for probably about seven or eight years now um, that I that I that I stick to for the most part. And, and um, so what I said to myself was, you know, what I'm going to do is I normally spend two hours in a car. Right. So I'm going to take one of those hours and, and get up in the morning and get outside and do, you know, um, some cardio, some fitness um, just so I'm not cooped up in the car in the house all day, and um, and also like I want, also want to avoid people as much as possible too. That's also why you know there's not as many people out at 6:30 in the morning as there will be at at nine or 10, right? So, um, see, so yeah, I get up and um, I get up and I go outside first thing in the morning. Um, I'll do you know I have my aerobic days and my anaerobic days, right? So. Um, a couple days a week, I'll do just like a, a long, and I, it's unstructured, structured, but it's unstructured. It's kind of how I feel that day. Um, so like my, I'll do a long walk from t- between two, um, but I'll listen to, po- I actually, so I got into podcasting this year. So I never really was a podcast guy. Actually your podcast was the first podcast I, I listened to. So kudos to you, but, um, I'll listen to a podcast and then, you know, and then my other two days are more higher intensity. Um, days so they're you know i'm not out there as, as much but i'll do like maybe some intervals um jog for 30 seconds can you hear me i can Hello? hear you can you hear me i can hear Hello? you now
0: yeah
1: we're back in the game yeah. all
0: right sorry we're i don't back, know what happened Back in sorry action. That.
1: yeah i don't know but uh um i forget what i was th- i was talking about um my day right um yo you asked me so what am i doing right so yeah i'm still having my daily right. routine um so yeah morning uh, get up cardio then uh you know shower get ready, for, get ready for work I'll cook you know I'm cooking every meal now which is great you know um so I'll cook breakfast I've seen
0: photos I've seen <laughs> photos
1: Yeah yeah uh cook breakfast have you know have breakfast that's typically when I watch the news so I try not to watch the news all day um so I, while I'm eating breakfast I'll I'll get kind of caught up on what happened the last 24 hours or so um I will watch like a, like uh, the governor of New Jersey uh Phil Murphy will will do a like a briefing every day to kind of catch people up so I will turn that on when he when he comes on which is typically like one or two in the afternoon but aside from that I try not to watch the news to be honest with you because uh, it's just like negative energy all day you know all day for sure you know? Oh yeah, um, but 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 you do need to be informed, right? So you know, I'm watching it, kind of caught up on that, and then um, I've I broken my workday up in a, into two different segments. So in the, mor- the morning, I'm doing more uh, my duties as quote unquote the associate director of strength and conditioning. Um, so I'll do my own professional development, you know, whether that's uh, like right now I'm reading a, a, a nutrition, actually, a really good nutrition book,
0: probably one of the best ones I've ever ever read. Um, uh, well, that a, that is a whole other conversation too. <laughs> like the quality of nutrition information—that's mm-hmm. uh, hours of discussion. Oh, Where's yeah. You, so, which one do you mind saying? Which one you're reading? Yeah, um, it's a book called "Rich Food, Poor Food,"
1: and what it is—it's—it's—it's it's, um, it's really a, like a, a guide for the grocery store. Um, but it's—it's it's not like the thing i like about it is it's really scaled for to have mass appeal so like so for people who are like okay who are really into like wanting to to eat well um and you can really kind of geek out on on some of the stuff in there um but it also gives like okay well i'm still going to eat my hot dogs and i'm still going to eat you know this or that it gives you okay well these are a better option, a better, better, better variety of hot dog, or a better variety of, of deli meat, et cetera. Oh, that's interesting. Um, So, yeah, but the whole thing is about um, how the current system, um, food delivery system, agriculture is, is depriving our, the nutrient value or driving the nutrient value down in our foods. And so what you typically find most people eat are what are called poor foods. They're poor in nutrient density, uh, they don't even know it. They they might think that it's healthy because you know it's a vegetable or it's a fruit, but in reality, it, it may not be. So it gives you kind of what some things to look for in terms of packaging.
0: That, what I was going to sorry. What I was going to ask is yep. is that even the case of like sort of apples to apples is probably a horrible pun as well. But yeah. so you you think you're buying like a a quality item. But mm-hmm. because of say it's it's uh factory farmed or mm-hmm. mass produced that very same item apple to apple doesn't contain the nutrient value is that is that what it's getting to yeah or that
1: that you think that it that it might yeah exactly
0: so okay um
1: so uh, I'm trying to think as as an example um right shows you like what to look for in terms of like um like for example, like oranges, for example, right? So the, generally speaking, the larger an orange is, the, the more ripe it is and the more nutrients it has, generally generally speaking. So like, if you're looking for orange, oranges, you wanna look for like deeper colored, larger oranges, right? Now you still wanna look at the labeling and the, pack, and the packaging as well, in terms of whether it's organic or not and that type of stuff. But like, for like tomatoes, it's the opposite. Smaller tomatoes are more nutritious than, than the larger ones. Right. So just things like that, or even like um, how food is in processed and cooked. Right. So some foods actually increase their nutrient content when they're heated. Right. That's why some foods are better eaten raw. Um, for example, broccoli, kale, um, spinach. And then some foods lose their nutrient density when they're when they're heated. Right. So the, the tomato example, tomatoes actually become more nutrient dense when you heat them. So from that standpoint, um, canned tomatoes are just as nutritious, if not more nutritious, than your fresh tomatoes oftentimes because they're heated in that process, especially if they're out of season, right? So that's something that you would think, typically you think fresh is better than canned, right? Sure. Not not necessarily. Um, That's one example where it may not be. Right. Um but the the really the thing I really like is they break down the packaging and like the cuz they they call it billboards, right? They're like packaging is 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 advertisements. And you know, they they break down like each category, like each aisle of the store, so like your dairy aisle, your produce aisle, what to look for and and what um how how pa- companies may use certain phrases to make you think that something is healthy when it actually doesn't really mean anything. Right? Uh, so they break down, like, I, I can't remember exactly, but like, okay, you see like cage free eggs. Even a natural person would think, oh, that's a healthier egg than et cetera. Where, well, right. what cage free actually means is that they have access to out to an outdoor space five minutes a day. That's what it can mean. So they may only be out, you know, outside of that or cage free for five minutes out of the day. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not, but that could be.
0: The truth. And so could be that so it could just, be potentially misleading. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Versus free range. If something says free range, that there's a whole different set of stipulations that, that, you know, is going to be much, much better than
0: just cage free as an example. Gotcha. Right. So just, just to stuff conf- like that. Gotcha. Just to confirm, because someone has asked it, uh, the title of that book is, is rich food, poor food. Yeah. Rich food, poor food. It's by, uh, I forget the names Carlton, maybe, it's a
1: husband and a wife and the husband has like multiple doctorates in nutrition. And the wife is a, is a chef. So like they know what they're talking about, but um, it, it, and it, it breaks down like the first half of the book, it breaks down, you know, what are, what to look for on an ingredient list. Like when you see X, Y, Z, what this actually means, like how companies hide sugar. Right. So like, you know, you might see organic brown, brown rice syrup. That's really just sugar. Right. So you might think, oh, organic, And maybe it's a it's a slightly healthier. It may exactly be not the marketing team. Regular. Yeah. You know, so the marketing team got a hold of it. Yeah. Yeah. They break it down. How like or like um, I don't again, I don't want to. I could talk about this all day because I'm really into this. But like um, there was a a, I can't remember what it was, but there was a, a some type of ingredient that was in Gatorade that they were getting flack over for having in their product. So they took it out. But they're like, so they took it out of Gatorade, but Gatorade also, the same company as Pepsi, and they have the same product in their Pepsi. So it's like they're saying, oh, like, look at us. Like, we're being good by taking the product out, the this ingredient out over here, but the rest of our parent companies still have it, you know, because the average consumer doesn't know who
0: owns what or that Pepsi and Mountain Dew are the same company, you know. Sure. Well, so, plus there's the fact that if you, if you looked at an ingredient list for a can of Coke, mm-hmm. it's – A, it's long. B, like it's chemicals, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So no one knows what they're looking at most of the time, anyway. Yep. So, so
1: yeah, yeah, kind of let you probably play that game. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So yeah, um, morning. Do some type of professional development. Um, You know, whatever. You know, right now I'm working on our policy and procedure manual. Um, All of us are um so we all have different sections of it um so like i do i'll do i worked on that you know this morning i have meetings set up every you know almost every day i have a meeting um so like tuesday i check in with my my uh direct supervisor van dyke who was on your your podcast earlier um shout out to dave yep and then uh and frank and then uh tuesdays are are meetings with van dyke um wednesdays i meet with our, our women's basketball coaching staff and I meet with uh, Kevin, who's who's um, an employee who I one of our trainees, so I directly oversee. And then Thursday, we have our today we had our uh, our interns meet every Thursday. Um, Becky runs our internship program, so we had that meeting this morning. Um, and then Friday, I meet with our team. So I have a standing meeting every day of the week, pretty much. So uh, so we've got those going on. And then like this Monday, I've got we're doing a phone call or a video chat with all the, all the women's basketball strength coaches in the big 10. So we're gonna do that on Monday. Um, So every like Monday is my day that I typically try to have some type of um, like outside of our staff development. It's like this past Monday, I chatted with you for, you know, hour and a half, two hours. Right. Um, Right. Next, next Monday where I'm going to do the, 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 the chat with the, you know, the, the, all the shrimp coaches in the big 10. So I try to schedule those on Monday. So that way I have something every day. Um, but yeah, I'll work on that in the morning, do lunch. And then um, in the afternoon, I, I focus that more on women's basketball specific stuff. So working on their programs, um, you know, right now, like I met with our staff, I said this past Wednesday, they wanted me to come up with um, three things that each athlete want that, that I want, that I think each athlete needs to work on. But they wanted, you know, one to be from not a non-strengthening conditioning, you know, um, something that wasn't from strengthening conditioning. So I gave them I gave them two, you know, things from my area, but then one thing that I may see maybe on the court or elsewhere that's not specific to my area. So I worked that's on that. Cool. Yeah, worked on that this afternoon, and um, so, so yeah. That... I've always,
0: there's always something. Yeah. Good. Do you feel like? So one of the things that I often think about is, it sometimes seems like a shame that strength co- coaches are not more included in the overall call it sport process. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is that something that you really look forward to? Is providing that one area that you're seeing on the court that that maybe you would have never been asked about before, or maybe and maybe that's so, not fair. But
1: well, that, that's you follow actually, what I'm I, saying. I, I, no, you're right. You're 100 percent right. And I'll, I'll backtrack and I'll I'll tell you, when I first got here, that wasn't the case, you know, at all. You know, and actually there was probably, a, if anything, it was a, a strained relationship between our department and, and specifically women's basketball. So that was a, a relationship that I, I've been working to repair over the last three seasons. And uh, if you look at where we're at now to where we were when I first started, I mean, we're leaps and bounds um, headed in, in a much better direction in terms of, like I said, we meet every week, you know, I'm able to give them input and, and whatnot. And then now to the, like, to the point where they're asking me like, hey, what do you what do you see? What do you think? you know um, And so I have that relationship not only with the players but also with the staff as well.